Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, I'm excited. My Northwestern Wildcats beat Purdue. We now have a winning record. Tony Kornheiser, that's great. How'd your Bears do? They have a winning record? We helped cover those uh, high draft picks coming in the spring yeah. of 24. We're still at the top of the board. you told everybody it was your birthday yesterday? Have we celebrated your birthday? Did you yeah. mention that you ran into John Travolta no, in Los Angeles? No, no, no. Nobody knows. Uh, you know, we're old. Travolta's so older wonderful. than me. Just John Travolta. Yeah, Vinny Barbarino, right? Excuse Vinny Barbarino. Did no I just, one Did I just lose the entire audience on that? Except the two Welcome of us. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Lions win late, Brandon Staley is defiant, and Michigan scrapes by Maryland. But we begin today with three notable wins in the AFC yesterday. The Browns beat the Steelers behind rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who I think the kids call DTR. The Broncos edged the Vikings, putting an end to Josh Dobbs' magic, and the Bills, with new offensive coordinator Joe Brady, pounced on the Jets. So, Wilbon, which one was most significant to you? Please, the Buffalo Jets, get that all New York State, get that off the board. Now we can deal with other things. Um, when the Denver Broncos were beating, were sealing that victory huh, yesterday, I texted you. You want to tell people what the text said? No, the only text that I remember you, you giving me yesterday was the Bears aren't going to win. Well, that was that one. That was. But you forgot that, that, one. It was Bears. late. It was oh, because oh, no, you were you asleep. You, I know you said let Russ cook. Let you Russ said, cook, let Russ baby. Cook. Huh? Okay. Right. So all so, the people out there that had Russ being like literally in a pine box last year right. this time and well, all the rest of the season. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, figuratively. Let him let Russ cook. Russ is cooking. Okay. Uh, Denver, you had Denver getting back to 500. No, you didn't have Denver getting back to 500. And you thought Russ was well, on the scrap heap that he'd be third string by now. And they won that game. And he looked pretty good. Do you good. pay attention to this show? Do you pay attention to this show ever? Sometimes. Do you realize that last week I sat here and said, I owed an apology to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Yeah, one that more. pros. And they've turned the course around. Okay, my answer is more complicated than yours. Why? I don't trust Cleveland's offense at all. At all. I hear that. Which is why I sat here last week and I talked about the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game and I said, bet the under, kids. It's (laughs) 13-10. I believe I had that right. Yes. Now, they have a great defense, but I don't trust their offense. I don't trust that DTR is going to win a bunch in a row. Josh Dobbs won two and it ended there. So, so. I don't have a feel for them, for Cleveland. In terms of the Broncos, I don't trust them just for this reason. And I'm giving credit to Peyton and to Russell Wilson. When you have to come back late and win at home, you know, by one point, it doesn't give you all the confidence in the world. So my default position is Buffalo because of this, Mike. Buffalo. It doesn't matter that they held. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, in the larger scheme of things, Buffalo had the greatest win. It doesn't matter that they held the Jets to six because the Jets have no offense and they don't have NFL quarterbacks. 
They don't. That's why they just they sat beat a Zach Division Wilson down. Two team. They beat it's, a Division. It's, it's they beat a homecoming opponent. Well, what? Be fair. They had 32 points against what is considered a very good defense. Now, my hesitation with Buffalo is their next three games: at Philly, at Kansas yeah, City, and Dallas. At home. They have to win at least one of them yeah. for me to believe they're okay. Three, but. But they have a stronger play towards the playoffs yeah. than the other two teams, Yesterday, which is why I believe please, in that game. that game. Oh, my goodness. Let's move to the NFC, please. This is your geographical prejudice. If anything yes, has New York yes, on it, I just admit you don't to want it. it. You I-95 yeah. people don't admit to yours. And now I'm going to deal with mine. Because the because Lions came back to like win it. a game yes. they appeared destined to lose. The Bears went up right. 26-14 late in the fourth quarter, just when I texted you. But the Lions yeah. scored 17 in the last three minutes and six seconds and won to move to 8-2. and two. Jared Goff said of the comeback win, quote, it's the sign of a good team, close quote. Tone, did that win make you believe more or less in the Detroit Lions? So I, I don't want to go overboard here because I will tell you it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with confidence that they won that game. But, and there's always a but, This is the second straight game that they have been involved in very close, very late, that they have won. They beat the Chargers a week ago. They beat the Bears yesterday. A mediocre team and a bad team, and I recognize that. But if you're going to be a good team, you have to eke out close wins. And that's what they they could have lost. And they won the game. Jared Goff in the last five or six minutes was great. Before that, awful. He had three interceptions. You can't win throwing three interceptions, but in the last few minutes, he went nine for 11, 106 yards, led his team to two touchdowns, and then got a two-point conversion. So, Mike, the lesson is, if you're only going to be good for five or six minutes, make it the five or six minutes in the fourth quarter when you need to. I, I agree with that, but I just I, I like how you went the other way because you just downgraded somebody in the previous uh, conversation for winning close at home at the end. You just downgraded that team, but you, but, you, but it's yeah. okay for the Glad Lions. You noticed. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do pay attention to this show, actually. <laughs> um, Tony, Detroit did what it needed to do yesterday, and like you, I think there's value in that. Yeah. The value in me for the Bears, just as a quick aside, is that we keep the draft position. We like that. And Justin Fields played great. So all the people that want to say how we should draft a quarterback who I want to smack upside the head, and we're the worst, we're one of the worst coach teams in the league, if not the worst right. coach team. And so Detroit, which is a well-coached team, took advantage of that, of a coach, a defensive coach, saying to his offense, let's just run the ball into the line three straight times and give up possession and let Jared Goff off the hook. So I don't believe yeah. in Detroit less because of it. I don't think Detroit's as good as Philadelphia or San Francisco, and I'm not sure about they're Dallas. Not. But they're, they're going to win their division easily, right? And they're going to get Mike, challenged soon. Those teams are going to come back. You know this. You know this from the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. The only way to build a good team is to win games like this that you're supposed you to win, win first, not lose. You get good later. That, that's the way it that's goes. That's right. Yep. We move on. Brandon Staley, who's one of your favorites, the Chargers coach who loves to go for it on fourth down, found himself on a hot seat yesterday after the Chargers lost to the Packers late and close. Staley was asked if he'd consider making changes to his defense, and this is exactly what he said. I have full confidence, like I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. 
full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Wilbon, what does Staley's defiance say to you? I wouldn't ask him again. If you and I were writing columns in that town, we wouldn't ask him a damn thing. We would say, somebody come and take this dude out the corner office. He wants to be a fool. He's part of the problem of what I identify to you every year. So many bad coaches in the NFL now relative to 30 years ago. When I go through the standings and say, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, I don't want him. I wouldn't ask Brandon Staley Jack. Fire him. He needs to go. If the San Diego Chargers want to be as institutionally inadequate as they've been for everybody except for essentially Bobby Ross, then let him keep giving his defiant answer. And they would be fools for having a fool. Yeah, so everybody pretty much is on the same page that Staley could lose his job. They were a playoff team last year. They have a very expensive and very talented quarterback in Justin Wasting Herbert. Wasting his time. Four and six at the moment. Yeah. And five of those six games have been lost by three points or less. And no one else in the NFL has lost games by three points or less more than two. So it's not a great resume. And it's exactly why people wonder if Bill Belichick is going to coach him next year. Yeah. I understand his defiance, Mike, in this regard. He was a defensive coordinator for the Rams before he got this job. And the Rams had the best defense in the league. He's probably shocked that this is happening, and the last thing he wants is a sports writer yeah. criticizing him and saying, you don't know what you're doing. And we've been on the other end of that, you and I, so we know what that's like. But to be fair, just a little bit, the Chargers dropped wide open passes yesterday. Brandon Herbert uh, put it right on them, right? Yeah, a and couple of times, it. yeah. It, Justin Herbert. Why did I say Brandon? Justin Brandon Herbert. Justin. Um, and, and so I thought they should have won easily. I did. And he'll probably lose his job. And your boy in Chicago, yeah. probably. And Ron Rivera, probably. And Arthur Smith, maybe. And maybe others. There's lots. Right? Lots. Maybe Mike Vrabel. Six, They're seven, collapsing. Six, Let's seven, take a break. eight gigs open. Yeah. Coming up, why is my chair lower today than before? Should a close win over Maryland make us downgrade Michigan? Like, I feel I'm sinking. It's enough to be shrinking. Why do I have to be sinking as well? Maybe we're both shrinking. What should the committee do with Florida State after that season-ending injury to their quarterback, Jordan? Travis, it, it, it's Justin so many Herbert, coaches who think they're, they've got these God complexes. And Norm it's like, dude, Turner. the only complex you should be Bobby out of Ross. is the one you got an office. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Bullet, part of Happy Hour. Time to find out what's consuming our consumers. Let me see what's first. Mail time! Here we go. Did Michigan's close win over Maryland make you question whether the Wolverines are still better than Ohio State? No. I mean, that was as close to a trap game as you can get in a conference because most of us don't even consider Maryland in our conference. And I would say Michigan people probably feel that way too. It's a trap game. That was on the road. They're going back home where Jim Harbaugh, from whatever bully pulpit he wants to use, will rally his troops like some evangelist. That's what he will do. That's what the Michigan people will do all week because they're playing the school from down south in Ohio State. And it's at home in Ann Arbor, Tony. No, I'm not going to say that one result has anything to do with the other. I expected Michigan to win. They did. I didn't expect it to be quite that close. Okay, but this is the game they've been pointing to. This is the game they have to win to get into the college football right. playoff. And I, they can lose it, but it won't have anything to do with what happens Saturday in College Park, Maryland. I, what, I, what I find interesting is the wording of the question, still better than Ohio State. Ohio State has been ranked above them all year. I, I don't know where it's still better. I, what I like most about it is it's aimed directly at you because you sat on this set last week and with great confidence you said Michigan will beat Ohio State in Ann Arbor. Yes. And I rolled my eyes. Yes, you did. Because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure. And now that I see the Maryland result, which is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, I am even less sure. It is possible, Mike, that Ryan Day is coaching for his job. Because if he loses this, that's three in a row to Michigan, and you don't know what's going to happen. But he's coaching, Mike. He's going to be out there. I don't know where Harbaugh is going to be physically, but it ain't going to be on the sidelines. And so I have fear that Michigan is not going to win this game because they don't have their head coach right there, and the other team does. Yeah. I, I, I really I don't have any confidence in Michigan. I'd, it'd be nice to see a win. I don't think it'll Tony, happen. I think the closeness of the Maryland loss will put Michigan into a, okay. a tension okay. mode immediately, meaning yesterday. I think that will help them. You know, that helps right. players we'll listen. See. They don't want to listen to coaches when they – if they had run over Maryland 50-14, to 14, as might they have been the case, listen. they wouldn't be listening That's at all. Right. The Michigan coaches, starting with Harbaugh, have their attention right now, and that's going to matter. I got another one here. Where does the injury to quarterback Jordan Travis leave Florida State? Well, Tony, it depends on what, again, the committee – it leaves them – Look, they're going to be in fourth or fifth, and they're the same. That's the same. Fourth or fifth, it doesn't matter. We just talked about Michigan, Ohio State. One of them is going to lose. That's right. That team will not be undefeated. And so, you know, if Florida State still is and if Washington still is, four or five, 
They're going to rise. They're going to inch up. And some, both of them will be in the top four. So it doesn't matter where it leaves them. Although, like the basketball committees do when they seed for the NCAA tournament, they do take injuries and absences into account, and they downgrade. I don't know whether this committee, the College Football Playoff Committee, will follow suit, but it doesn't matter ultimately. It just doesn't. I think that it leaves Florida State exactly where they were, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, four hours ago, and two weeks ago. They're undefeated, and they're in fourth. Now, I think Washington should have passed them last week. I certainly think they will this week because they beat Oregon State, a ranked team, at Oregon State. They should. But let us be clear, and you and I agree on this, obviously. If Florida State finishes the year unbeaten, they're going to the playoffs. If they beat Florida, and then they beat a 10-1 Louisville team in the ACC championship— they're going to be 13-0, and 0, and they're going to the playoffs. That's right. So what they're asking is they're asking a backup quarterback to win two games. Josh Dobbs just won two games. It can be done. DTR just won one. More likely it's in doable. college, yeah. Cardale Jones won a national championship. It's doable, but people should not be confused here. If you're 13-0 and 0 from a major conference, you're going to the playoffs. Yeah, they're going. Because one would of the Big Ten go. teams is dropping. And they would deserve to go, Tony. And that's a tough game they yes. would have against Louisville. Yes. It is. Yes. And if they lose it, they're out. It's that simple. Win, you're in. Lose, you're out. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come. Who should be favored in tonight's Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles? And after beating the Buccaneers are the Niners fully back. I don't care about the odds makers tonight. The game matters, not the odds makers. Don't, they don't matter. Don't care. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PTI. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 54th birthday, Dabo Sweeney. Maybe Dabo owes Tyler from Spartanburg a phone call. Tyler called Dabo and Dabo's radio show and questioned why Clemson was paying him so much money 
for going four and four to that point. Tyler got an earful of abuse from Dabo for his effort, but since then, Clemson is 3-0, having beaten ranked Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, and ranked North Carolina. They're 7-4. They'll be 8-4 if they beat South Carolina at the end of the month. Still, it's odd to see Clemson neither ranked nor in the ACC championship game. Dabo has made the national championship game four times since 2015. Yeah. He's won two of them, both over Alabama in 2016 and 2018, while losing once to Alabama and once to LSU. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Tony, if Dabble makes any small changes or substantive ones, including something with the transfer portal and what it is that he believes or doesn't believe. It'll be interesting to see how he goes ahead from here after that's that last game left and a bowl game. I would certainly think that he has learned the transfer portal lesson. I would think so. Happy anniversary, A.C. Green. On this day 26 years ago, while with the Mavericks, Green set the NBA record with 907 consecutive games played. Green continued playing every game until he retired with 1,192. Green's streak began in 1986, continued through three championships with the Lakers, and ended in 2001. Green missed only eight games in his career. Zion Williamson misses that many every month. In this era of load management, Green's number would seem to be unreachable. Mikhail Bridges of the Nets is the current active leader with 405. And even if you factor in Bridges' 39 postseason games, his eight feeble World Cup games, 116 in a row at Villanova, and a senior year in high school, Bridges' personal streak is just near 600. And now everybody's too cool for school. Guys don't want to play 82. They want not to play 82 and look at somebody who plays 82 and thinks, well, what's wrong with him? Good for Bridges. Yeah. I know you got to trade and get Kevin Durant. I got that. But man, as somebody who, who roots and cares about the Phoenix Suns, I didn't want to see Bridges go, Tony. He's a great player and he's out there every damn night. Will Chamberlain played every game and every minute, every minute. of every yeah. game. Yeah. Every minute. Happy trails to James Madison's unbeaten record. JMU's winning streak this season ended at 10 when giant killer Appalachian State beat the Dukes in overtime at James Madison on Saturday. So maybe now the bleeding about James Madison getting into a big bowl game will mercifully end. It's understandable when students do it. It's far less tasteful when the Virginia legislator and the attorney general threaten to sue. James Madison knows the rule. Like all 1AA schools transitioning, it has a two-year postseason ban. The NCAA has repeatedly turned down JMU's request for a waiver. But even if a major bowl game is unlikely because of this loss, JMU can still get into a minor bowl if there are not enough qualified 1A teams. There's a bunch of bogus teams that are going to be in bowl games. It's unconscionable of you, or it should be, to prioritize the Virginia legislature over rooting for James what? Madison. I guess they're just too far a few miles west off the beaten path of I-95. You should be rooting for that team and that school and give a damn about the Virginia legislature. Okay, so let's understand something. The rule has been out there for X amount of years. Everybody who signs up knows you have to wait a certain amount of time. To change. I understand when you have a great team that your students want this to happen. Yes. They were game day. There was a million students out there. Yeah. yeah, the legislature should have more important things to do than threaten to sue Who the NCAA. About That's the just ridiculous. Nobody cares about that. Well, you would I care. I voted if in you that state. I lived the there. And I don't care about them.
You don't live there now. You live in 27 other places, but you don't live there now. <laughs> Not anymore. We're running out of show when we go to the big finish. Let's do it. Jerry Jones will finally induct Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys Ring of Honor on December 30th. Is that a big deal? Jimmy Johnson should have been in this thing 30 years ago, and he should stand up Jerry Jones. He should just not show that and send him a text or a TikTok. That would be fitting. Brock Purdy finished with a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Niners went over Bucks. Niners fully back. Let's see Thursday night when they're at Seattle. They win that one, I'll say yes. Women's hoops. Texas Southern at LSU tonight. You intrigued? Yes, sir. All the drama around that LSU program, from social media to Angel Re- I mean, I mean, come on now. I'm watching that. Eagles at Chiefs tonight, split screen. Who you got? I got the over on the over-under number of four shots of Taylor Swift with the Kelsey's, Kelsey's mom and his brother's mom. Last one. Over. North Carolina, 23-year-old head coach, Aaron Matson beat your school, Northwestern, for the NCAA Field Hockey Championship. Your thoughts? Congratulations to them. Overtime, I mean, we've been in the finals three straight years. I'll take that. Let's do it again next year. Tar Heels and Wildcats. We're out of time. Try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow night.